0: Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging, but if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Jason Zenger, and I'm joined by my co-host
1: for almost six years, Jim Carr. Amen. Yes, six years we've been doing this. It's a long time, buddy. Crazy. It's a long time. No wonder why I'm looking old.
0: <laughs> I am. <laughs> you're not looking that old. No, you look young. You look like a fit forty year old.
1: You're good, buddy. You're saying everything right. So, Jim, uh,
0: I'm gonna get I'm gonna get morbid here for a minute. Is that okay? I mean, only we, we, if it's only a minute. I'll set okay. a timer on so my phone. We're all gonna die eventually, right?
1: Yeah, that's okay. I'm I'm good with that. I'm I mean, not, have you? I'm not afraid to die. Have you, have you die. thought about it? Yes, I have thought about I it. I mean, I feel like. Most people pretend
0: like, well, it's just this far-off thing that I don't have to think about right now. But I think it's something that everybody should— I mean, even me in my 40s, I think I should think about it. You know what I mean? I think you
1: should, too. I think that as you age, it doesn't become as big of a deal for you. Because you're dealing with your grandparents dying, your aunts and uncles, and then your parents. That really sets the tone. When your parents pass, it's a whole new— a whole new light gets shed on the end, and i'm not I'm not afraid to die. I want to enjoy myself before I do, man. That's all I want to do. Well, but I think to a certain degree you you also need to think about your legacy.
0: You want to be something more than just like a box on your family tree or somebody that when say Ryan has his own kids their kids know who you were and what legacy that you that you left for them. So that's what I want to talk about in this episode, talk about the legacy of a leader and anybody and this is something I was really thinking about as I six 60 putting,
1: seconds by the way. What? You said you were only going to talk about being morbid for a minute.
0: Oh well, this is going to kind of go into a lot of it, <laughs> but like it has more to do than just dying. I think that anybody that leaves a legacy is in fact a leader. So even when you go from this job to another job, you're leaving a legacy when you when you leave that job. So this is not just about dying, mm. but it's about what you leave behind you when you transition from like one phase of your life or one phase of your career to the next. Because let's just say somebody at your shop leaves car machine and tool. He's going to leave a legacy at your shop. It could be a legacy that fades after a week, or it could be something that you guys are talking about him for a while longer. We actually had an an all-company meeting just the other day. Every Tuesday at four o'clock, we we get together as a group and we share good news and we talk about issues and we solve those issues and stuff like that, kind of like a little stand-up meeting. And we spent about 30 minutes... And we were just reminiscing about all of the people that have kind of come through Zengers and are no longer there. And all those people, to a certain well, degree, they were have left a legacy. They were yes, impressionable. Yes. Some of them positive and some of them negative. Of course. You know, course. but everybody there is leaving a legacy. And I think that you need to think about that because you want that to be something that you could be proud of and something that leaves a mark in a positive manner.
1: Well, I believe that... The Making Chips podcast is going to leave a legacy, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I listen to a lot of music, and I listen to, sometimes to the '70s station, the '80s station. And I, you know, I see it on the the display that, and I say, "Oh, that guy's dead, that guy's dead, that woman's dead, that guy's dead." Is that what comes you know to your mind? I never think about that. Yeah, I do think about that, <laughs> and then I always go back to the year. I, guess I think where I, was I the More modern do- music, so. But anyway, the beauty of music artists is their music has left a legacy no matter if they recorded it in 1978 in 2020 it's still relevant and it's still it still creates it evokes that same emotion that it did it never fades mm-hmm, so they mm-hmm. they're leaving a legacy and i thought oh my god we're recording artists too in some small capacity maybe in 20 years from now In some digital format, some young, impressionable machinist will be listening to this show, and we will leave a a legacy behind in that capacity as
0: well. Well, I think it is interesting. One of my favorite comments that we get about making chips, and I love hearing about this, is when somebody finds making chips for the first first time time, and they tell us that they went all the way back to the beginning to listen (laughs) and they're like i'm up to episode 135 and you know i started with one and you know and i'm trying to catch up and i'm like that's awesome you know what i mean like and i just most
1: people do binge though on them when they first start listing. Yeah,
0: yeah. so it's kind of interesting as far as that goes. So why don't we keep this moving? Tell me something positive that's going on at Car Machine Tool.
1: Bought another CNC machine tool. I I know it's nuts. This is our fourth one we bought in the last... The fourth new CNC machine we bought in the last six months. And I know we're extremely blessed to have good business, but I don't know where we're going to put it. As you know, we're building... Well, we
0: talked about this before we even started... Recording I know. And, I, and I told you, I was like, you need to move those old band saws out of there that you're not using all the I time. I think I'm going to do that. And, you know, maybe get a Connex box and, yeah. you know, leave them in there Yeah, and roll them in and roll them out yeah, when you need thank them. Thank you I for don't that. Know, it's a good know? idea. Because, I mean, you're, because you're a machining company. You're not sawing all the time. We are
1: loaded to the guild with machinery, equipment, tooling, benches. I mean, we're going... Ver- everything's vertical nowadays in the shop. Well, can but you anyway, stack one of the machine tools on top of each no, other? No, but they did say... <laughs> my employees were joking with me one day during our weekly production meeting, and they said, you know, we can re- we can take out that conference table over there in the corner of the office, and we can put a small CNC machine. I'm like, uh-uh, it ain't gonna happen. So, it's kind of funny, and I love hearing everyone's um, opinion on, on what to do, but no, we're gonna move things around. It's surprisingly, if you really have an efficient floor plan, you can... You can really squeak a lot of things in there. And it's a great time to throw out stuff too. So that's my good news. More good news to follow in the coming months.
0: Great. Well, I, I do have a little bit. I know we we usually just focus on one of us, but I do have oh, a little bit of a little Oh, you always have news. to talk about I, yourself, don't you?
1: No, but it's I'm something kidding.
0: that I want to get your feedback on a little okay. bit but I you hinted, want my feedback a little of a little bit of I, I okay. kind of hinted to this of you before, but of i to this Planning on getting certified as a business coach. And it's something like, as far as from a legacy standpoint, that I was thinking to myself, I feel like I have something, you know, with all of the what I believe unique experiences that I've gone through, I think as a pretty young person, that I can contribute to other people mm-hmm. as it relates to a legacy. I feel like I can bring something to other leaders. And um, it's something I've been thinking about, and I've been kind of doing some research on getting certified as a as a business coach. And I just wanted your feedback on what you thought about that.
1: I think you should do what you're passionate about doing. And if if you feel passionate about doing that, then you should do it. That's good advice. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say you have the credentials. I'm not going to say... I, well, that's why I'm looking into getting certified to right. do it. And I don't know how... How comprehensive that certification is, or costly, or the timeline. But the thing is, what are you going to do with that certification once you have it? In what capacity are you going to use those credentials? Well,
0: I believe that there's some overlap in what I do at Making Chips and at Zengers. I have a lot of clients, machining companies, who come to me for advice other than just tooling and their supply chain and stuff like that. Okay. I mean, they actually you know come to me as like a trusted advisor, helping them make decisions, kind of like a pseudo board of advisors or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like maybe I could elevate my skills in that area such that I could be more of a compelling partner for some of our machining clients and also be able to say, okay, maybe five, 10 years from now, I could prepare my company in such a way that I could start doing that if that's something that I'm really passionate about beyond what I'm just doing here at Making Chips and at Zenger's. Good luck. But I think your advice is good.
1: I think ultimately, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks or anybody feels or anything about anything. If you want to do it and you feel it in your heart and you're passionate about doing that, you should do it.
0: So let me move on to some manufacturing news. Yeah, go. So apparently Jaws is not the only thing we need to worry about when we go into the ocean, Jim. <laughs> no. So there's a company I'm called- I'm not worried about Jaws. There's a company called Huntington Ingalls, I hope I'm saying that correctly, that's going to build a manufacturing facility for undersea drones in Virginia, and it's going to create 250 jobs. Now, I never thought I about that. I never heard about this. I ne- you know, you would think about it like, okay, drones, flying drones- Undersea drones. I never thought about it until I read this manufacturing article. Interesting. But yeah, this company is going to be, they're planning to build undersea drones in this Hampton, Virginia facility because of anticipation of greater demand for unmanned submarines by the Navy. So this company is already making these types of products and, you know, these unmanned systems, they're calling them, are apparently um, the direction that the Navy is going into. So it's it's small and light enough for a person to carry. And then they have medium drones that can be as large as 30 feet long. And even Boeing is constructing an unmanned submarine for the Navy that's up to 85 feet long.
1: That's huge. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I had not heard of this. No. But certainly is it makes sense. There there's a lot of room down there. There right? is a lot
0: of I mean, there's a lot of unexplored areas down there too.
1: Right. I mean there's a lot of room in the air and space too. Probably more. I will for sure more, but the water is a lot is closer and there's a lot of other benefits to utilizing It's vast.
0: It's it, vast, but I think And it's it, kind of undetectable, I would think. Not undetectable, but harder to detect, I would think, than the air. I don't know. My daughter used to be obsessed with these really well made nature documentaries. And then she started getting into like the ocean documentaries and stuff like that. And I remember watching some of these for, for, with her. And when you get down really deep, the life that's down there is fascinating the colors and the pressure in the water and the temperature of the water. I mean, it's fascinating. I mean, think about this. These manufacturing companies building these drones, you go into like the deep sea, there's probably like a Russian drone moving around and a Chinese drone moving around. Oh, for around, sure. And a United States drone moving for around. Sure. And, you know, <laughs> the countries fighting for domination they have these drones that are moving around in the sea. It's kind of a scary thing to think about, don't you think? I'm not I, sure who should be scared,
1: us or the sharks. <laughs> I think we should be because you never know. And how do they even control the the areas and the complexities of you know
0: well there are like international laws associated yeah. that govern these things but like you know the question is whether a country respects that or not
1: while they're cruising along underwater there's not a sign that says welcome to Russia I know right? exactly
0: <laughs> no there is't but but as they know fish swims by but they, but they know where they are and you know it, it's interesting because you know my son loves my oldest son loves video games and that's like the thing when he gets in trouble we have to take away from him and stuff like and we don't let him play all the time only on the weekends but I could just see this as like he could be the kind of kid that goes into like the military, and I can see him in the military, like behind a computer, running one of these drones. You it's know? very
1: possible, yeah. So, I'm interested to hear about what we're going to talk about today about leaving a legacy. Okay, well,
0: let me get into it a little bit. So, like, just to kind of set up a framework for this, I think fundamentally for me, and I think this is for everybody, your view of the world kind of shapes the legacy that you want to leave. And I mentioned this on the previous episode that. My worldview is that the business, Zengers, the other business I'm involved with, I'm kind of a steward for, for running those businesses. I don't feel like it's like mine to own. And especially if you think about this from a death standpoint, when I die, I don't, own Zengers. I don't own making chips. I have nothing to do with them at that point. So the legacy that I leave, I I believe is shaped by the fact that I want to steward this business. I want to invest in this business in a manner that I can leave a legacy that is positive for the people that I contribute to. For me, the legacy that I want to leave is I want people to have a particular feeling when they're at my funeral or for maybe a manufacturing leader out there, you want somebody to have
1: Is a... Is that what you're,
0: you're worried about, what people are thinking about you at your future. I'm not worried about it. I'm just saying that it shapes the things, the actions that I take today. I, I mean, think everything leads up to that legacy that you you're going to leave.
1: You want, you want to leave a legacy of what peop, how people think of you yeah. Yeah. As a business owner or no, as a, a family person. man? Oh, as a everything. person. Oh, everything. Cumulative. Everything. Cumulative. So how did he run his business? How did he run his personal life? How good of a father he was? How good of a a steward he was? Of his business. Of his business. Or of the business. So that's how you want to be remembered. Well, specifically- You know what my dad used to say? Yeah, go ahead. I want people to remember me for my toys. That's what he told well, me. That's he goes. That's what people thought would think of, you
0: and, know, and maybe
1: me. for your dad,
0: it, that was like a status symbol. Yes, it you know, was. and maybe that was the legacy that he wanted to leave. So, like for me specifically, the legacy that I want to leave. So, let's be honest. I'm not going to be like moving out of Zengers and going somewhere else. You're not. I'm not like so. For some manufacturing leaders, the legacy that they leave could be for when they go from one job to another. For a lot of people that listen to making chips, they're business owners and they're running a small family business. It's going to be at their funeral or when they retire or something like that. So that's what I'm thinking about. So the legacy that I want to leave is that I want to honor God in the way that I run my business, and I want to love the teammates that I work with, and I want them to know that I do have that love for them, Mm -hmm. okay? That's the legacy in general that I want to leave Mm -hmm. at my business.
1: Very basic. It is basic. It is basic. It's a little
0: unique. It could be a little bit It is a little
1: unique because I don't think that there's a lot of business owners that say that they they want to love their team and that's the legacy that they want everyone to remember them by. I don't necessarily know if I want my teammates or my people that work for me to love me. Because I am their boss, right? I, I'm a leader. I have to. Sometimes I have to make tough decisions. But you can make tough decisions that, that still
0: are bringing you towards that trajectory where they know that you did love and care for them. So, like, what I'm saying well, is, like, 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 they
1: know I care for them. I'm not saying
0: I always get this right, Jim.
1: Okay. No, so
0: no, you right. and I are you and I are partners in making chips. We are. You know, I don't get this right all the time, and I probably especially get it more wrong at making chips than I do at Zengers because I'm so much farther away from that team of course on a regular basis so I only hear like the bad stuff right but I want the whole arc of my leadership to be the fact that I honor God in the decisions that I made and I love my teammates and they knew that
1: okay one of the things that I really
0: one of the things that I really make clear to the people here is I always use that word teammate I don't ever say like my employees or I'm the owner and you got to do what I say that's not the language that I use and I think that that's important
1: because it's the legacy that I want to leave. Let me tell you, that's hard to change. It is. From coming from a company with a closely held, small manufacturing business. Especially when the, the way your dad taught you. Oh, God, I know. The things I saw and heard and, oh my gosh, it was crazy. Yep. And I'm sure the Metalworking Nation knows what, what I've talked about my whole life. But I've made advances in myself in to migrate away from those those habits the old school way of doing things. So before we
0: go into like kind of some guiding principles, I guess you would say that helps me to bring bring myself towards the legacy that I want to leave. I want to talk about a legacy gone wrong. And this is a story that my dad told me about. I never experienced this, I never saw it. But this is something my dad told me about when I first started in the business. And I think he was trying to teach me a lesson through that. It wasn't about legacy, but I think it was more about finances. There was a company, they were a client of ours well before I started the business. Let's just... I don't remember their exact name. Let's call them like Kirsten Tool. I think it okay. could be something close to what they were. And according to my dad, this company, they were a machining company. They a were A machine shop like Carr. They were a machine shop like car. Okay. But they were on fire. They... I mean, they were like blowing up. They were blowing up. And they were doing great things. And... The owner of the company bought this grand building. I mean, a big building. And, oh, and there were expanding. Roman statues out front. And he put a statue of himself out in front of the building.
1: I think you've told me the story. I but probably have. Tell put them put him, that put nation, it, Yeah, though. he
0: put a statue of himself out in front of this building. It was an homage to all of his success. Oh, my God. So you talk about like it was a status. Talk about Pompous talk about pompous and it was to show everybody how great he was all the great things that he did and how everybody should pay tribute to him okay okay and it was the legacy that he wanted to leave because he was an older man apparently at the time and that's and that's fair you it's, have to respect that. If that's what he wants, if that's to, what it wasn't, it definitely wouldn't be what I want. No, but if that's what it's he not what wanted, I want either. That's what he chose. Well, you know what happened to that company, Jim? Uh I, I think I've heard the story, but I know they. they went, did, I mean, let's just. I'll make a long story short. They, they, they went out of business. The, they had all their eggs in one basket. All their money. I don't even honestly. I don't even, know, honestly, coming, I don't even know the details, but they went out of business. We've seen
1: it happen a hundred times, the, right? Yeah, exactly. And guess what happened to that
0: statue? Do you think it's still up there? Oh heck, no. Exactly. It's gone.
1: It's gone. So what happened to his legacy? Well, it went wrong. It went wrong. Legacy went wrong. Well, it wasn't the one he wanted to leave. No, but you can't deny him the fact that he wanted to put, you know, a lot of people are pompous and a lot of people want the world to think that they're everything, but maybe they
0: are looking at their worldview as different than what it should be because
1: maybe, maybe would it have happened? How would the story have changed had they tripled in size after all of that again? But how many people
0: really are known for that? And and like, does it really matter when they die? Is my point. So like, let's just say, for example, I have the legacy that I want to that I want to leave. My legacy could come to fruition whether I'm successful in business or not.
1: It could, right? It could. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I could
0: have the same consequences as this guy. God willing, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But. I could have the same consequences as this guy and still leave that same legacy, Mm -hmm. I guess is my point. So Mm -hmm. my it kind of a lot of the stuff going on in the world with like COVID and everything like that is really like kind of giving me a different perspective about what I want to do in the business and the legacy that I want to leave. So that's just my little story as it as it relates to like a legacy going wrong. And I've got a couple guiding principles that help me to move towards that trage- trajectory of the legacy that I want to leave. And, you know, Jim, You, do, I don't think you've defined what yours is at this point, or you might not even want to do that, but... For me, I've thought about it a lot. So my faith is like one of the primary things that guides I know my legacy. That. It's unfortunately
1: not, it's not mine. Yeah, I understand.
0: And that, you know, I still love you even, you know, yeah, it, I even know, though we don't have that in common. That's, that's okay. okay. But that's something that really guides me and that really helped to shape my legacy. I think that my marriage partnership with my wife helps to shape that too. So of um, course. my wife yeah, keeps me that. centered and she she lets me know that I'm not as important as I think I am. My Ooh. wife is there to make sure that I keep myself in, in realistic check. In, check, in realistic vision. And as a matter of fact, as it relates to the right legacy that I want to leave, there was a period of time during this whole COVID disaster where we had a lot of these really big opportunities. And they went kind of sideways on us, didn't come to fruition, but my eyes during this thing started getting really big. And at the end of the whole thing, when it, these opportunities kind of crashed, my wife was like... I think you got a little greedy because she knew deep down that that's not who I was. But as a mm. part of that circumstances, I let go of the actual legacy that I wanted to leave my, lead myself towards and I got greedy, which is not part of who I truly am. But I started to get these opportunities and that's where I started focusing my time and effort. And if I would have just simply sat down and said, is this really... A part of the legacy that I want to live, I probably, I probably would have done things a little bit differently. Right. So my wife helps me with that. So our values, our core values here at Zengers That's a huge help one. to bring me towards that. So we affectionately call our core values doobie-go life. And the do in the doobie-go life is do the right thing. And so we always want to do the right thing by our clients, by each other, by our partners, by you, Jim Carr. And I think that having that as a part of our core values that do the right thing also brings me towards the legacy that I want to live for a number of reasons. I have the right people on my team that are the type of people that are going to help me to fulfill the legacy that I want to have because they abide by those same core values. The next thing is just the communication that I want to instill in how I deal with my team. We had a previous episode about this. The bottom line is that I want to be direct, kind and open honest with the rest of my team. Mm-hmm. I think you and I do carry that in common. I definitely, um, you know, definitely. with each other. I mean, I care you know, about all my
1: people. Yeah, and you yeah. want to
0: communicate with that, with with them in a way that is very direct. You know, cuz just because you want to have a business that everybody
1: does love each other doesn't mean you're not going to say the hard things to them.
0: I, I would actually say right. that if it, it,
1: it helps almost because if, it they, if they do, if I would have to say something to you, I think you would, and it was really a serious thing, yeah. you would respect me for saying, Of course. You know, Jason. And I would know that you still. I'm not really keen on that decision you made on that person. Well, you've gotten mad at me before. I remember I when have. you came into a meeting and I was,
0: I was consistently late with you and you finally blew your top at me. <laughs> And I never thought Did to you my, learn anything from I that? I did, yes, I okay. did. And I and well, you were, I didn't want to take it anymore. And you <laughs> and you were very di- you were very direct with me, but I didn't think for What all, did I say? I don't remember. You were okay. you, you were mean, but that's okay. I got past it. But I didn't think for a moment that we weren't still friends or that you didn't still that you not. didn't still love me, but you were very direct with me and you're like, "Jason, you need to fix this because I'm sick and tired of it." <laughs> right. Well, you were always late. <laughs> exactly. So, I think I can be direct and open and honest with my team and still show them how much of I love course. them. Got it. What else? The value that I place on each individual person is going to lead me towards my legacy. So, I think that most leaders out there have an inflated view of themselves and their value and a deflated view of their people on their team mm. and their value that they mm. can contribute to the company. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you and I were just talking about is that I'm kind of shifting my company towards empowering each individual person to make decisions to experiment with how we should do things instead of being very bureaucratic in the way that I manage things. And I think by doing that, I'm really showing people that there is just as much of a
1: value on them as individuals as there is on myself. Good. That's good. I, I get that. You, you want to empower your employees yes, to because do things on their own. Because yes. I value them. Even, and that's very powerful. It is. To empower your people to make their own decisions. Some people struggle with that. Some people don't have it in their their DNA to do that. Or they
0: need to be taught and they need to be given the ability to make mistakes, too. I think
1: if, yes, but if you give them incremental, empower them incrementally, that's how they're going to grow. Yes. You can't say run the business next week without knowing anything. Right. But if you say, you know, I think you can make that set up and get it done without any interface with me, it's going to be fine. Well, but there's a lot of business research and statistics that go to the fact that if you take
0: the decisions of a single super intelligent person and you compare that to a bunch of average people the average people are always going to beat the decisions of that single, very, very
1: smart person. I would believe that, yes.
0: That goes to valuing your team just as much as you value your own mm-hmm. decisions. Cool. I think that, and this is just a, a minor thing, I think focus on the, focusing on the important things is going to lead me towards my legacy. And I think that balance. So I could go to my grave and have achieved the things that I want to achieve in my legacy such as the legacy that I want for me as a as a leader which is to honor god and also show my employees that I love them but if I don't balance that with my family life and my own health it's it's probably going to be for nothing as well balance is a huge thing balance is a huge thing and then the last thing is your succession in the business i think that even like with me in my early 40s and i think like every manufacturing leader out there needs to make sure that they don't just leave or die or something like that and let the pieces get picked up by people in a very chaotic manner. So like I've set up, if I were to walk out on the street today and get hit by a bus or have a heart attack... I've set things up such that the business will continue despite me not being there, even though I'm clearly the person here that's that's the lead person. My dad's gone. Um, you have it all written out. I've got it all do- figured out. Everybody knows. They Let's just say that the business was, would continue. And you know, would they miss me? Possibly. Would I do things differently? Possibly. But the business wouldn't crumble. The business would be fine. There wouldn't be a bunch of pieces that my team would have to pick up. Interesting. Um, and I think that that's important to leave a particular legacy that I want to leave. So I guess when it comes down to this, Jim, I'm not saying that all of these things should be what everybody else should do. I'm just saying that I've thought about the legacy that I want to leave, and I figured out what will lead me towards making that what I want it to be.
1: Hmm. Very interesting. Makes you think.
0: So I think it's something that manufacturing leaders out there need to think about. It. And like I think at the end of the day, as you say, at the end of the day, I think that it's not going to be about what your sales are, how many machine tools you had, how many people worked for you, who you made parts for. I think it's going to be about something different. And I think that every manufacturing leader out there needs to think about what kind of legacy that they want to leave for themselves. And for your dad, it was his toys.
1: Right. Well, he always used to say that they're, they're going to remember you for your toys that you had.
0: And I think that everybody thinks about this whole notion of legacy, but not everybody is deliberate about it. Right. I think most people kind of just like float through life. their life and their leadership without much thought. And then they get to a point where they're going to retire. And, and then they have like this crisis in their life because things didn't work out the way that they thought it was going to. And it's because they weren't deliberate about
1: it. Good stuff. Thought provoking. I'm going to leave this studio today and I'm going to be thinking about my legacy that I'm going to leave. And you know, at the end of the day, I don't care. Well, I I do care. I, I think do you care. do. I think you I care do more. Care. I think you
0: say you don't, but I think you care more than you about this than you But think I only you do
1: don't. I only do what I like. I'm living my authentic self and whatever legacy people think about me after I'm gone, that's the brand impression that they're going to think about. So do you want your... And I think different people are going to think about me differently in regards to a legacy. Like some people will say, well, he was a great leader of a manufacturing company. Or people will say, "Oh God, he was he was inspirational in his podcast." Or he was a great guy to have drink some wine with. Or man, he he always dressed nice. Or he he was very he, loyal. He was loyal, and he you know, or he always worked out consistently. But everyone has a different thing about a person. So I But
0: you know. want, but you want the legacy that that you leave is that you
1: did what you wanted to do and you enjoyed that.
0: that, Ex- is that, is that that's is that's is that basically legacy?
1: it. I'm trying to be the best leader of my company as I know how to be. And I've changed the process and what I was taught and how I lead nowadays completely different. And obviously, it's been successful because the business is seeing the successes of these changes, right? It was deliberate. But you know what? It feels way better nowadays leading in this new, age type of cultural shift I feel like years ago it was really a tight it was uncomfortable and I was always stressed about it now I don't care because well it's not that I don't care it's just the process has evolved to a point where it's gonna it's just gonna happen organically no matter what am I making sense or
0: a little bit it's it sounds like I said before is that you and I have different views of the world and 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 I think because of that, we have different views of what the legacy that we want to leave. And I think that you just more or less, you're looking towards a future, but you want to enjoy the way that you
1: lead your company
0: now. And that's pretty much the legacy that you want to leave yeah. for the rest of your team.
1: I, I know that when I die, my employees will probably say, yeah, yeah, he was a fair guy. He was a good guy. He he cared. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is be remembered as I was fair and honest. Okay. That's really, in the simplest of terms, that's really all I care about. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Jason. I've learned a lot and we can't really close this one with our traditional metaphor that we we close with. So let's just say Good luck.
0: Well, and I guess we should keep it open ended because everybody out there listening to this has an opportunity to change the legacy that they create. Bam. Okay. Bam.
1: and many of them are at makingchips.com.
0: Hey, Metalworking Nation. This is Jason Zenger. One last thing before you go. You know what I found interesting? The contrast between users of ProShop and users of other ERP systems. ProShop users are excited about their ERP system. They say that their ERP system helps them to grow. Other manufacturing leaders who use an ERP system other than ProShop, they're not excited. And usually they're complaining. And that contrast is striking. So if you want to find out more about ProShop ERP, go to ProShopERP.com.